we do have some guests in the studio, but before we proceed with that, just wanted to give you a bit of a content warning. We are going to be discussing uh, the issue of suicide today. Um, you may have seen the articles in the New Zealand Herald and the ODT uh, regarding the issue, and especially about university campuses. Uh, so we do hope you'll stay with us, and of course we will have some information about where you can go to to find help if you're concerned about yourself, if you're concerned about your friends. Um, and we do think that this is a really important conversation uh, to be having at this time. Now, I am joined in the studio today by both Corinda and Denise. They are from the Life Matters Suicide Prevention Trust, which was formed in 2014 by concerned citizens wanting to make a difference to our suicide statistics in New Zealand. Just a couple of facts and figures. In 2017, 606 people died by suicide in our country, almost double the number of those who died by car accidents. More than 12 people die every week by suicide in New Zealand, which is one to two every day. New Zealand topped the global teen suicide rankings in a UNICEF report. And for every person who dies by suicide, an average of 100 people are affected. So I'd just like to welcome, first of all, Corinda and Denise. Thank you very much for being in the studio with us today. Thanks, Andrew. Now, um, just wanted to find out, uh, first of all, a little bit about your organisation. You know, uh, Life Matters Suicide Prevention Trust. What is it that you do as an organisation? So we um, are just a small organisation. We are only four years old. So at the moment we provide uh, suicide prevention workshops uh, because we believe education is really important. Everybody should know the signs and the symptoms of somebody that's in mental distress and potentially suicidal and how to help and support and refer uh, and making sure that they get good good help in place. Um, we also have our Safe Talk, uh, sorry, yeah, that's Safe Talk workshops and we also do um, talks to organisations um, about mental health and wellness. We also have uh, a therapist that we can refer people to um, that is heavily subsidized by a trust. And we have our bereavement support groups, both uh, physical and online. So you've quite a, a holistic service uh, as such, aren't you? I mean, you've, you've kind of got, sounds like you've got these, um, not only first point of call, but these wraparound services that people can access as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and and we are just small, and we don't get any government funding, so it is it's not an easy job. Um, so therefore, we've been asking for volunteers to come on board because we believe peer support is really good. You know, we don't have enough counsellors, we don't have enough doctors to go around, and I think, you know, talking to students, um, they may stay away from clinical services but they will often share with their friends. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, I'd like to ask, uh, how did you get involved in, in both kind of joining Life Suicide Prevention Trust, Life Better Suicide Prevention Trust, and kind of get involved with this issue? Mm. So we started it, both Denise and I are the co-founders, um, and, that, and that happened a, a year after my son died by suicide. And he was a student at the University of Otago, third year student. Um, and I just don't want to see other young people or anybody else for that matter um, get to that point where the pain exceeds um, 
all the pleasures in, in life and that they feel that there's no other way but to take their own lives. And when I became involved, um, Corinda advertised a public meeting because in our own experience, having to navigate the system, especially when you have lost someone to suicide, where do you go, what do you do, where are the services that provide the services that you are needing at that time. So hence the public meeting is when I first met Corinda, um, 2014 mm. I think it was, and voila, here we are now. Yeah. Mm. Now um, just to, to look at some of the reporting that's happened this week, uh, earlier this week, the New Zealand Herald reported the university had four suspected suicides by students last year. That is the, that's the University of Otago. That is the highest number of education providers. Um, Otago, Victoria and AUT that provided answers to the Official Information Act request from the newspaper. University of Otago Student Health Operations Manager Margaret Purley said in response to Ms Taylor's concerns the university had a responsive Healthy University Advisory Group, also known as HUAG, that had been operating since late 2015. Um, what's your response to that? Well, they, and I think it's good that they've got a healthy advisory um, group. However, not everybody will benefit by that. So what about the people that are in crisis? The people that, the real people that are struggling to, to get to, to services. And we know, you know, anecdotally from, from students that have connected with us, that uh, at some point, you know, the, the, student health services will tell them that they've used up the six sessions and where to from there um, and then they're told to connect with emergency services which is what they will do and then they get bounced back from emergency services telling them to connect with student health again and and then what do they do they can't afford to pay for uh, counseling elsewhere because yeah. it is really expensive so Absolutely. it's a big problem I know that um, especially I think it was a student meeting that was organised last year around the changes that happened mm. um, to student health um, and that, that, that six appointment cap on visits um, for uh, not only for mental health issues but uh, for those on campus who are dealing with surviving um, sexual violence and things mm. like that mm. as well. So that was a, a pretty grave concern mm. uh, for a lot of students. Um, we are... We're going to come back and talk to you in just a few minutes. Um, we are also going to be giving you some, uh, our listeners out there, uh, some information on where they can go as well. So if you know someone, or even yourself, if you need some help, uh, we will have some avenues for you to turn to. Um, we're going to get a song out of the way, and we'll be back in around about uh, around about four minutes after that uh, to begin or continue talking with both Corinda and Denise from Life Matters Suicide Prevention Trust. You're listening to The Pillow Fort on Radio 1. I am joined in the studio by Corinda and Denise from Life Matters Suicide Prevention Trust. We are, of course, a bit of a content warning. We are talking about issues of suicide and things surrounding that. Um, we do hope you'll stick with us throughout the conversation. Also, we'll be giving out a, uh, a number of helplines and things like that where either yourself or those you know can get help. So if you need to uh, grab a pen, open up a Word document on the laptop, whatever you need to do, we'll be giving you that information and just a few minutes. 
Now, as I said, I'm joined in the studio here by Corinda and Denise. And, and just before we went away on the break there, um, we briefly raised the issue of, I mean, uh, the, especially the student health services for survivors of sexual violence. Would you like to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, so you can go through a, a sensitive claim through ACC. Uh, however, the waiting list to get counselling for that may be up to six months. Um, I'm not too sure of the waiting list, but it's not immediately. And I think um, student health has got a responsibility uh, to provide pastoral care and hold um, those students safe until they can hand them over to somebody that can help them. Yeah, I mean... Um it's almost like there needs to be a little bit of flexibility mm. there. I mean, mm. not all students will access those services. So, I mean, you're not talking about, you know, every student requiring those six mm. visits. Mm. And um, if every student did require those six visits, what would they do then kind of thing? Um, so I think flexibility perhaps is, is key uh, because um, having spoken with some some members of the public and some students who are survivors of sexual violence i mean this is it's not something that goes away in six sessions and um, they've actually i've heard them speak too about that six month waiting list to get um to get kind of those services like acc and, and elsewhere uh, which becomes a major problem um i did want to talk about your now let me just get there we uh Life Matter Suicide Prevention Trust has opened the Hope Centre to support people navigating the mental health system and connect them to the right agencies, plus supported people after a suicide attempt and support bereaved families. Can you tell us a little bit more about that Hope Centre? Well, where to start? <laughs> the Hope Centre has been open roughly for about a month um, and we do offer support through... Um, Physically, we open only one day a week at this stage, which is a Friday. Um, but we are open by appointment um, every other day of the week. Uh, long term, we hope to open full time. That's why we're training up volunteers. And just like to add that we're all volunteers. None of us are actually paid to do this work. So the Hope Centre is a busy little place, actually. We've got lots going on. That's where we can now run our Safe Talk programs, as Corinda mentioned earlier. We also have been running some lunchtime groups around anxiety, depression, and it's just a nice place for people to come along. Um, and it's that peer support model, too, I think is really important. People sharing their own experiences and taking away some really valid um, tools and skills that we learn from each other. Absolutely. Now, um, a lot of the, the literature I've read around, um, especially mental health in universities, has, uh, you know, they've, they've kind of, some of it is said in no uncertain terms, we are facing a tsunami mm -hmm. of mental health issues, mm -hmm. especially in tertiary um, institutions. So, especially, and I mean, as a student, you know, unfortunately, anxiety seems to be an ever present companion. Um, so students, for example, they can reach out and they can access those services? They certainly can. The f I mean, we've got the Hope Centre, but to access the services, we've got a really, really busy and active Facebook page and um, you can email us through the Life Matters Suicide Prevention Trust as well. So we've got lots of ways to contact us. And if you're walking past us, we're in 3 Albion Place, yeah, pop your head in the door and we can arrange to meet you then or we can arrange to meet you at another time. Yeah. So we've lots of flexibility around 
what that might look like. Okay, yeah. no, that's that's great. Now, just a reminder, we will be giving some information uh, very shortly about where you can kind of uh, help that you can receive services you can access and things like that. Um, it's it's really hard for uh, for those of us who care about our friends and things like that, and we see them in crisis. It can be really hard to rain to even kind of raise these type of issues. Mm. I mean, where do you start? So. If you've got any advice out there for people who are concerned about friends or family, you know, what can they do? Should they try to have a conversation? I mean, how should they handle it? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, we advocate for straight, honest, uh, caring conversations around this topic. Silence is not going to save somebody's life. Um, and if you witness or uh, experience your friends um, get to a place of despair, uh, there are numerous symptoms and signs that um, you should be able to pick up. Um, and you know, come to one of our Safe Talk workshops. We're running two at um, Clubs and Socks, uh, 4th of August on a Saturday morning, 11 o'clock. And the next one is in September. I can't remember the date off the top of my head, but it's also on our Facebook page under events. Uh, asking that straightforward question to your friend in despair, are you thinking about suicide because I've seen you... Um, self-medicating yep. with drugs and alcohol mm. uh, reckless behavior you've just suffered a relationship loss you're not going to lectures I can see you are sad you are struggling you know if you have such a conversation you're not going to offend somebody but it will show that you care and, and you need to say to the person I care about you that's why I'm asking you mm. that question I'm here for you I want to help let's do this together and that, that that kind of self-medication too, that, mm. that unfortunately doesn't really help, does it? I mean, it kind of gives you momentary relief, but doesn't, doesn't the address day, the problems, does the it? The next days, weeks. Doesn't go away. Yeah. The pain mm. doesn't go away. No. You can numb it for the night, but mm. the next day. And, and I think, um, you know, a lot of students, as you say, uh, struggle with anxiety. Um, it's hard. And, and they need the tools to know how to cope with that. Absolutely. Now, we do have some contact information. If you need to talk, you can free call or text 1737. That is literally really easy. 1737. Free call or text. Um, you can also talk to Youthline 0800 376 633. You can free text them. 234. Nice and easy. Free text youth line 234. Uh, also, Lifeline is there. They're there to help. 0800 543 354 or text help to 4357. That's text help to 4357. Now, also for Life Matters Suicide Prevention Trust, uh, once again, if people would like to get a hold of you, they can. Um, Facebook is a nice easy one they can type and I've, I've done this when I was looking for information uh, life matters you can just type that into the search bar it will take you directly to the, the Facebook page itself are there other ways they can get in touch with you yes uh, our website lifematters.org.nz so you can uh, send us a message through there we've got heaps of information on our website or our email lifematters.targo at gmail.com 
Hey, look, Corinda and Denise, thank you very much for coming in today. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you in the studio. This is a hugely important topic that affects not only ourselves, um, but those around us that we care for in the community and our families. Um, so we do start that you're able to, or do hope you're able to start having those conversations. Uh, you're listening to the Pillow Forum Radio.